WHHH FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. Good morning, Indianapolis, and thank you for tuning in to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Ebony Chappelle here alongside... Good morning, Indianapolis. It's Cameron Roto and Ebony. It's been one heck of a week. It has been. It has been a little bit crazy. There's a lot happening in our city, and this morning we are taking your calls all morning long. We want to know what's on your mind, Indianapolis. That phone number is 317-239-9696. Um... We saw a lot this week, and this is going to be an, our, our opportunity to kind of break things down, talk about it, and decide where it is we as a city go from here. Um, yeah. the, the world is watching Indianapolis for a number of events that happened this week. None of them anything to smile about, and so we know that folks have a lot to say. Ebony, you and I have been out there um, throughout the week yeah. as protests have gone on and so we have seen it we've got some um, things to share with you all for um, for conversations that you may have missed so we're going to spend this entire hour uh, talking about what happened in Indianapolis this week and your thoughts and your feelings your concerns your con- your suggestions and uh, even your requests to city leaders we'll do that all this morning um, but of course Ebony uh, as we start the show um, Drayshawn Reed 21-year-old yeah. man shot and killed by police on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, a lot happened on Wednesday um, in addition to the shooting of Drayshawn uh, later that night. An IMPD officer was involved in an accident with a pregnant woman who was walking mm-hmm. on 465 and Harding Street on the city's south side. Yeah. Um, they said it was dark. It was around 945. They said the street lights weren't on. The officer was on his way into work and just did not see this woman. Uh, again, she was pregnant and she was taken to the hospital where both she and the baby died. She's yeah. 23-year-old Ashlyn Lisby. Uh, then later that night at 145-ish in the morning, uh, IMPD responded to a call back on the north side near uh, Township Line Road. Um, this time, a... A man came out of the house, a 19-year-old Mikhail Rose came out of the house with a rifle firing at police. Uh, Police fired back and shot and killed that 19-year-old black male. So in that night, uh, we lost four lives, two black males, uh, a woman, and her unborn baby. And so uh, as the world woke up on Thursday after witnessing the shooting death of 21-year-old Dreshawn Reed, we learned about the other three lives that were lost that night. Um, and so everybody has opinions on what went wrong, what went right, what should have been. Um, and so uh, a lot of that has stirred up protests, mostly because of Drayshawn. Uh On Wednesday afternoon, um, our chief of police, Randall Taylor, and our deputy chief of police, Kendall Adams, were on I-65 headed home, and they spotted a gray Toyota driving recklessly past them. They just so happened to be there, going home. Uh, This car almost hit other cars, Um, and so after signaling, 
to pull over, you know, or, or, or just really slow down before lights were even kicked on. Um, Drayshawn was uh, driving at a high rate of speed on I-65. At some point, uh, Kendale and the chief kicked on their lights and um, pursued him for a bit on 65 till they got to 56th Street in Lafayette. That's about when they shut off their lights, ended the pursuit because you're now in a residential area. Of course, the call had already been put out to look for this uh, gray Toyota that's in the area. Uh, and a third officer from the Northwest District spotted Drayshawn Reed as he pulled his car in behind uh, the Ace store, which is right there at 62nd in Michigan. Throughout all of this, um, people had figured out that he was streaming live. And so if you look in the back window in his Facebook Live, you can see uh, that there was an unmarked police car riding behind him. At one point, that's either Deputy Chief Adams or Chief Randall Taylor. When the third officer spots them, uh, he's ditching his car behind the ACE location. A short on-foot chase begins um, before you hear Drayshawn Reed say something to the officer, say, what did you say? And moments later, you hear pop, 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 pop. Um, This video is different from the others because Drayshawn told everybody where he was. He said, I'm at 62nd and Michigan. So everyone who was watching knew where to go. Um, What we, while this video shows us a lot, does not show us everything. There have been other videos where we've unfortunately had to witness Black men, getting, black men getting shot and killed on live video, and everything was spelled out. What we don't see in this video is Drayshawn Fall. We never see his body. We don't see the officer. Uh, we just hear the pops. We see the phone fall, and we see it pointing up at the sky. Where exactly the phone fell? Did the phone fall when he fell, or did he drop the phone? All of that is still to be determined. What we have learned from police is that... Uh, Police tell us Drayshawn did have a gun on him and at some point did fire um, at the officer. The officer returned fire and somewhere in that mix, a taser was deployed. You can hear the taser in the video fire up. The issue with the taser was it takes two clamps to touch you for it to be effective. And apparently that did not happen. Uh, Subsequently, there was gunfire exchange they say from both sides as that facebook live video was continuing to continuing to roll you hear an officer in the background at some point say looks like it's going to be a cat closed casket homie um and then later in the video um you see a detective come up trying to cover his face while shutting off the facebook video Chief Randall Taylor on Thursday came out uh, with a press conference and addressed all of those things that had blown up on social media, telling us that the officer who made the comments about looks like it'll be a closed casket was not the officer who shot Drayshawn Reed. The officer who shot shut off the Facebook Live was not the officer who made those comments and was also not the officer who shot Drayshawn Reed. Um, Chief Taylor said that, uh, of course, those comments were extremely inappropriate and unbecoming of an IMPD officer, and that officer is being um, will be disciplined. Um, all of those things got conflated 
on the internet. The internet believes uh, that Drayshawn Reed was shot by a police officer who then laughed over his body and then tried to delete the evidence via Facebook Live. And that is incorrect. What I just told you is the timeline of events. That this was multiple officers. If you listen to the video immediately after the shooting, you hear uh, the actual officer who did the shooting. I'm told it's a veteran officer of the Northwest District, a black male um, who is extremely remorseful, realizing uh, that uh, Mr. Reed is now dead. Um, Ebony, throughout all of that, that has spurred national attention, uh, national conversation, memories of previous times that this has happened, all with the backdrop of the same night when you have the 23-year-old woman and the 19-year-old male also killed uh, through some connection while very different circumstances killed with IMPD. And as you witnessed, yeah, uh, that turned up uh, protests at the city county building on Thursday after protests began at the city county building, uh, excuse me, at 62nd in Michigan, the scene of the shooting. On Wednesday night. On Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, and then we also know that there were protests in uh, yesterday on Saturday uh, and some that uh, at least part of it led to one man being arrested and police firing off uh, pepper balls at the protesters who were again trying to block 62nd in Michigan. We'll get to all of that protesting in a bit uh, what happened yesterday but first Ebony let's start on Wednesday night into Thursday. What what was it uh, like for you? You were there at the city county building Mm-hmm. Um, and you also talked to some folks. Yeah. So I would start off with Wednesday night. Um, I was home. I had finished up my work day um, when I feel you, we, you and I had actually just gotten off the phone not too long ago mm-hmm. talking about what we were going to do for the show this Sunday morning. Um, and then I you get a text and then I get several more texts and then I'm confronted with this video um, that I sit and I watch of, of this young man. I think, you know, um, IMPD, I listened to the press conference that they had virtually on Thursday morning before the protest at the city county council building. And one thing that I want to stress is that I appreciate IMPD doing their absolute to be transparent and to answer the community's questions so quickly um, because as we've seen with police action shootings, sometimes there is a bit of a, of a delay um, sometimes and people feel like, are they trying to hide something from us? You know, what is the issue? Somebody needs to answer us. Um, So while on one hand, I do appreciate that. I just want to stress from a community perspective, some of the reasons why, Um, what IMPD is considering misinformation proliferates on social media and online is because there is an earned mistrust. um, And IMPD, I'm sure, will definitely um, agree to this because they've done a lot of work to try to bridge that gap between community and police because we've seen um, situations where it's as clear as day that an officer is in the wrong and a person loses their life unjustly and we're just made to live with it and accept it because no justice ever comes um, to the family and to the community that was forced to endure that trauma. So I definitely want to stress that Um, Wednesday night, I watched as a lot of people protested on 62nd in Michigan um, right there at the scene. So you saw everything that was happening 
Thursday, I got up and I went down to that protest and I talked with people um, who were there as well. One thing that I thought was really great about that protest was the fact that there were masks, because in Mm -hmm. addition to the backdrop of four human beings losing their lives within an eight hour period um, in different incidents involving IMPD, we are also in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like layer on top of layer on top of layer. Um, But there were masks being handed out by the organizers and there were a lot of different people that got up and spoke. Um, And yeah, I was able to talk with some of them while I was there. So we have some clips from that Thursday afternoon protest. My name is Nico Scruggs, and I'm from the Far East Side. Okay. Tell me um, what brought you out today. Because I just think we need justice. I have a 20-year-old son myself, and if we we keep standing for stuff, we're going to fall for anything, and we got to stand up. I mean, they're gunning our black men down in these streets by by the dozens. And not only are they gunning each other down, the police officers are gunning us down. We got we to gotta start doing something. We need transparency in the police force, just like we stood with they officer when they officer died and got gunned down by our people. We need them to stand with us the same way. We need transparency on the force. 3,900 videos saying something different than what they telling us on TV. And we need justice today. And I'm down here, and I came down here by myself today, representing my whole family. Um, so, in addition to the protesters... Uh, I want to point out that it was uh, on Thursday and into Wednesday, peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, start. It was supposed to be a protest uh, in the uh, in front of the city county building, but uh, it became turned into a march through. Yes, it I, th- did. And I think that was after you left because that I think you you split. Yeah, I was on my way. So. For those of you that have been listening to me for a while, you know I work a million different jobs. <laughs> so I was on my way to one of those other jobs, but I was uh, able to witness the transition of that gathering in front of the city county council building moving toward Monument Circle. And um, before I went there, I was able to talk with D. Ross, um, who is you know somebody that's been active in the community. Um, who's been working alongside other groups. And he talked about his involvement. Um, something else that I wanted to mention, um, he gives a, a shout out to NDT and Black Lives Matter, uh, which is a local group here who has been very involved in police action shootings in the past, including that of Aaron Bailey. Um, but this is a clip of me talking with D. Ross about his involvement in the events on Thursday. And Ebony, as we play that, we welcome uh, folks to listen to D, your conversation, and then also call us at 317-239-9696. As for the rest of the hour, we want to hear from you about uh, your reactions to this, your thoughts on this, and what needs to happen next. 317-239-9696. As you listen to Ebony's conversation with community leader D. Ross. Tell me your thoughts on everybody coming down to organize um, and your overall thoughts on what went down yesterday. Yeah, I mean, my overall thoughts, I think this is ridiculous. Uh, this is disheartening to the community, uh, especially having an officer uh, joke about it the way he did, to make the remarks the way he did, is a disservice to our whole entire city and state. Uh, they are are paid by our tax dollars to protect and serve. And for them not to do that is is ridiculous. Uh, you know, they always asked us, when we see something, say something. 
But we did see something, and now we're saying something. What's the repercussions going to be from that? We need justice. Or it won't be no peace. Uh, we can't promise peace. They want us as community leaders to promote peace. But this happened. This continue to happen every year. It's time. It's time for change. And so we ain't going to get that with staying divided, separatism. And that's what, what was on display today was... You look, you look at me. I, I took a step back. I let everybody else talk, do their thing, because it, it's not about me. You know, I organized it, but it's not about me. You know, it's about us coming together for a good cause. There's too many chiefs, not enough Indians. And so it was a good uh, display today to show unity and solidarity from the elders to the to the young, young people. So that's what I'm all about. So... Will you be organizing anything else or like what are your next steps as somebody that's been involved in this work for a while? Yes, we, we're coordinating uh, as we see fit. Uh, we This is, uh, I really want to take my ass off to Andy 10 Black Lives Matter. This is more their lane. Uh, and so I have the community, I have the people to get us here. But they've been doing this uh, work for years. And so I will, I will really uh, take take my hats off to their leadership and guide us in the right direction uh, because this is what they do full time. Uh, I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes and I ain't going to let nobody else step on their toes either because this is what they do. This is their strength. But at the same time, it's important that the community show up because the community ain't been showing up and we collaborate moving forward because we have the ability to get the community down here. And, 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 and this is a beautiful thing to see. What no violence what nobody try to fight each other is a peaceful way to uh, demonstrate. Ebony, our phones have blown up at uh, 317-239-9696, and we're coming to callers as we continue this conversation throughout the hour of the show. Uh, yeah. I talked to D on Thursday and Friday, um, and as he alluded to at that point, he was already getting a little bit unhappy about the, the way the protests were working out because he said there were too many quote activists or so-called activists however he uh what whichever language he used mm-hmm. who were coming and trying to hijack the protests um and uh, and making it not what the family wanted yeah he yeah. he said the family asked him to organize the protests at the city county building um and by Thursday night when I talked to him live on channel 6 um he was getting ready to split because it was it was turning into something else. I told you it was extremely peaceful mm-hmm. even after you left. Yeah. Uh, it was disruptive, but that's what a protest is supposed to do. Absolutely. Um, but later that night, uh, it was turning into uh, folks blocking off Michigan Road and 62nd, which wasn't a part of the plan. It took me an hour because I was trying to get to the protest mm-hmm. to report. It took me an hour to get from 62nd in Michigan to yeah. 80th in Michigan because the protest barricades kept moving. Um, and so because of that, uh, that was uh, part of a frustration for a lot of people who were trying to drive through. But nevertheless, IMPD worked with them to allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. But it appears things took a turn yesterday when somebody yes. got arrested and pepper balls were pushed out because D says mm-hmm. there were folks who had a different approach. Yeah. So one thing that I, I will share that did happen yesterday and there were people um, on the ground that were sharing um, information on social media about a protester that was also um, 
apparently kicked in the ribs by an officer. I saw a video myself of officers with clubs um, hitting some of the protesters that were standing at an intersection. And I think, you know, especially right now, because there are a lot of people that are new to um, the protest world. So there's a little bit of a learning curve. And then you also have many different voices wanting to speak out um, on what they feel has been an injustice. So I think we will begin to see um, some more organization prayerfully um, happen because beyond anything else, it is people's right to protest. We have seen the history of protest and how far it's gotten us in this country um, in terms of civil rights and all over the world um, as well. But I think that one of the biggest things that we want to see is everybody stay safe because we don't need any more bloodshed. Um, we don't need any more unnecessary violence in our community. Um, I know that um, ND10 Black Lives Matter, which um, Dee mentioned in that clip, they are holding a press conference on Tuesday. Um, they have also released a number of demands. Um, and this is co-signed by other Black Lives Matter chapters over the country. Um, their demands go as follows. They want the officer's name released that um, shot um, Dre Sean, that third officer, the black male that they're mentioning from the Northwest District, um, they want to see him fired. They want him to be held accountable for murder. They want to review and rewrite the use of force policy from IMPD. And they and overall just want the truth about what happened. So that is what's coming out from that perspective. Um, but I really want to hear from the callers as well and what their thoughts are on everything that's went on. Yep, perfect segue yeah. into here's what happened when we gave you the complete rundown of what happened that night and now what uh, community leaders and protesters are demanding. So now let's take it to our people at 317-239-9696. We'll do this for the rest of the hour. We'll start with this caller here on line two. Caller, good morning. What's your name? What's your thought? How you doing, Cameron? Hey, Em. Brother Motef again, always up early in the morning doing my meditating, studying. We appreciate it. Uh, with everything that's gone on, just me- being a lifelong you know, student and study, I just had to go back and just study things. I'm glad Nathaniel Lee announced yesterday he's going to do three weeks in police repellent. He's going to have the lawyer for Rodney King on. He's going to have some other lawyers on who've dealt with these issues. I posit everyone to go read some, some stuff from the innocenceproject.org. Barry Sheck, who started that uh, organization who helped, has freed plenty of innocent people. Go read the Innocence Project. Go read the issues that uh, that the Innocence Project and various other schools around the country when trying to deal with uh, these type of things put up with. Um, you know, it's, you know it, I, I saw the case the other day, and I'll be quick. I saw the case the other day where the two police officers were arrested for allegedly committing domestic violence. It's awful funny when they jump on and beat a woman or, or are accused of hitting a woman. They're immediately arrested and taken off and put on unpaid leave. There's no, well, we got to wait and see. Well, we don't know what may happen. Well, we'll give them paid ministry leave. The minute they are accused of touching that woman, they get they get their head slapped. I wish I would see that with things that happen to us. Also, um, the black people, we never, get, we never get the benefit of the doubt. This young man's not going to get a miss. We heard, ah, man, I'm a, I'm a military veteran. There was one gun shooting that, on, that, on that audio. There was one gun shooting on that audio. Now, you can tell that to other people, but you go talk to some Marines. Talk to some vets. Just stop talking to everybody else. Call some soldiers up and let them listen to the original audio and tell me you hear two shots. You hear two guns. 
it would be a delay. It would be a pause between one and the other. Some pause there. It would be that you don't hear that. Okay, so that, that that's crap. And then um, also protesters. You say they were beating someone with the billy club. This is what I'm adding now. You say they were beating someone with billy club. Why come they didn't do that to the guys at Holcomb's house with weapons and guns on them? When those white, why? Why did they do that in Michigan and other places? Because they were white, white folks. And lastly, and maybe this may give me a little hot water with them. We were very disgusted with Tina and James on Friday's show on Community Connection. James wanted to do what everyone else done, like the boy in Georgia now, because he stopped and looked. I looked at the video, stopped and looked at the empty house. We all do that. Now it's his fault. That's what basically James was doing. And I don't understand this appeasing uh, the police department because uh, of what, it's for access or something like that? To me, I thought when I took journalism in high school and college, the idea of a journalist is to dig truth and try to get to the truth, try to get to the facts. And you're anger people. We studied uh, uh, Nixon and Watergate back then, what those guys did to Washington Post. So I understand why it's this, this having to tiptoe around them and having to like be so nice around them. Because in Chicago, they didn't do that with Laquan McDonald. My mother worked as an attorney right across the hall from Kim Fox. And what that was, what that was something. That, you read that case, people. That was horrible, what happened through all that stuff. So let's stop tiptoeing around IMPD. Let's get to the truth, get to the facts. No body cameras, so we'll never really know. Because the foxes guarding the foxes is the problem that we have. And thanks for taking my call. All right, appreciate it. He brings up a number of uh, accurate points, including that we do not have body cameras. Yes, that uh, has been an issue with uh, IMPD for a while. I remember when they were... Um, piloting a a project for body cams and they took a lot of surveys from the community and held community forums and then after that um what it boils down to is they don't have the money and want to find the right vendor but i think this is as good a time as any to revisit that as soon as humanly possible so ebony here's what we're gonna do uh it is 8 25 Let's take a quick break on this so that we can spend the rest of the hour with the callers that have, uh, are lighting up our live line. Uh, if you are on hold right now, stay there. If you keep calling in and you get a busy signal, stand by. We're going to get you in before the rest of the show as we talk about what happened this week and where you as a citizen of Indiana uh, think we need to go from here. What does this mean? Uh, what's the next step? It's your time to... Uh, Give your piece on that live here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. I'm Cameron Riddle with Ebony Chappelle. This is The Open Line Show. Time is your boy Ricky Smiley, man. Check it out, and you're listening to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle and Ebony Chappelle. Welcome back to Open Lines this morning. Indianapolis remembering 
Little Richard, the architect of rock and roll, who passed away yesterday at the age of 87 years old. Ebony, did you know mm-hmm. that he's also the one who is singing the Magic School Bus thing? I did. Yes, I, I did. did. I, I was raised right. Yep, there you go. There you go. When I saw that, uh, people were sharing that on Twitter. I was like, I already knew that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know what, Kim? I, I am so grateful that you... Um, that you honored our our architect of rock and roll, Little Richard. A lot of people don't understand the uh, the just the legacy that he left in music and how a lot of our music today is popular because of him. You also think about um, and how I, other yes. people's music is popular because of him. Amen. That too, because we create the things. Speaking but, of yeah. legacy, uh, before we get to the back to the mm-hmm. calls, because we're going to have this conversation for the rest of the show. Yeah. We just want to acknowledge today is Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. But really quick, I want to mention Andre Harrell. Who also passed away at the age of 59. Um, a lot of people, if you don't know Andre Harrell, um, he ran Uptown Records. He is responsible for the careers of Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, P. Diddy. Um, I could go on and on and on, but he is also one of those musical legends that I want to shout out. But back to Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Uh, we're going to get to the calls in yeah. a second, but uh, we we got to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Obviously, yes. it's been a tough week. Uh, this is a day when most of us would be getting ready to go to church and have Mother's Day with moms, whether yeah. you uh, were going to do it or if you just had to do it because that's what mom does on we Mother's Day. We do anything day. for mama. <laughs> uh, and so to that point, um, I say happy Mother's Day to my mother, uh, Miss Tabitha Crittenden, who has raised uh, five of us um, successfully and uh, is right at home like many other parents uh, get in my, uh, I stand corrected, six of us getting uh, all of us um through school and for the rest of them at home right now with stay at home, remote learning, doing all of that with them. So, mom, we love you. I say thank you. And to that, I have to say thank you to my other moms who helped my mom through everything, including my stepmom, Iko Drake, uh, and my aunt, uh, Rochelle Mayberry, who uh, at, at all points I lived with them or stayed with them and helped me become who I am. So that and to my grandmothers, Dolores and Mary. Happy Mother's Day. Wonderful. I would like to say happy Mother's Day to my mama, Tina. Um, The new Savage remix came out and my sister posted the other day. I'm a savage. I got that from Tina. So just ditto on that. Um, So Tina Jackson, my mom, happy Mother's Day to you. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to my stepmother, Tracy Dorsey, who I know is listening right now, um, and her mother, Lynetta. Also, my um, aunt Belinda, who always listens, and to my grandmothers, Judy Chappelle and Virginia Ryder in heaven right now. So happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there listening. Um, Now to the callers uh, about what has happened in Indianapolis this week. Uh, We want to know your thoughts. We want to know where do we go from here with what we know and what we don't know. Where do we go from here? Let's go to the callers at uh, 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. You're live on the air. Is it me? Yes, that's you. Good morning. All right. Good morning uh, to y'all. You know, I was out on the protest on 62nd in Michigan. I was watching uh, the one downtown, me and my wife, and I was like, well, honey, I have to go out here and support the movement. You were talking about... uh, Happy Mother's Day. Well, it's really not a happy Mother's Day mm-hmm. for the mother of Sean Reed. She's, That's right. She's grieving over the fact that bullets was released inside of her son's body, that the police department murdered him in cold blood. 
I was out there on 62nd in Michigan. My name's Herbert McLean. I go by Herbie Mack on social media, and I filmed at least two and a half, almost three hours of the protest on social media. One of the things that really, really got the crowd shaking. Uh-oh, we lost you. We lost you. Uh, give me a call back, 317-239-9696. I was really wanted to hear what you said, but we just lost you. Uh, call me back, 317-239-9696. More callers on the line right now. Uh, let's see who we have on this line, line one. Hello, uh, my name is Miss Jackson. Hi, Miss Jackson. And my concern is that, you know, I think that justice really needs to be served here because for the simple fact, that was totally wrong what they did to that boy. And they shouldn't have have done that. And I think that they totally need to be fired. They need to be put off of the force. Because we do not need no policemen on the force that will uh, discipline, do themselves like that, as far as when it comes to stuff going down. That, that was just totally wrong. I mean, my son doesn't even live here. And he heard about it on media. And he lives in Phoenix. And the first thing he did was call and said, Mama, are y'all all right? You mm-hmm. know, and and that, you know, that that that's just truly wrong. I mean, that that was just very, very, very uncalled for. And I think the justice needs to be served. Yeah. Thank you for all your right. call, Miss Jackson. Thank you. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Let's jump to the next caller on line two. caller. You're live on the air. What's your name? My name is uh, Miss Montgomery. Hi, Miss Montgomery. What's your thought? What do, where do we go from here? Um, honestly, I think we should just have a better approach. I, 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 it was definitely an overkill. Um, we need to find out the process of what IMPD is allowed. He was tased. He was down. What was, why was he killed? It, it, he could have been shot in the leg. He could have been shot in the arm. Why was it so forceful that he had to be killed? He was only 21 years old. He does. He's going to do stupid things. We're going to do stupid things. We all have. So we need to have a different approach. As far as protesting, we just silence. We just need to go out there and be quiet. Silence, peace, rally. I haven't been one to attend. I could be honest, but I, I go to work. I have a son. But silence speaks very loudly. Just go out there. Don't say a word. Don't block traffic. But you can you can say what you can what you mean without saying words. And that's what we need to do to move forward. All right. Miss mm-hmm. Montgomery, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Very interesting no approach. All right. Let's keep yeah. going. Caller on line three. Good morning. What's your name? Hi, my name is Satch. Hi, and, Satch. What's um, on your mind? Hey, I organize with uh, ND10 Black Lives Matter and um, IMPD Transparency. Um, two years ago today, we sat in the courtroom and listened uh, to the verdict on the office Bailey, um, and they were not fired in years ago. Today. And here we are two years later, um, looking at, you know, a very, very similar case, um, you know, where uh, Dreshawn was shot in the back, um, same as Aaron Bailey. Um, and it just makes you wonder how much progress has, has the um, police department really made in these last two years? Um, how much has really changed? Because it doesn't look like very much at all. Um, we just keep having the same thing over and over. Um, IMPD killed four people um, in a 12-hour span last week. So where is the accountability? Where is the transparency? Where is any of that? 
All right. Thank you, Sedge, for your call. And and just want to uh, piggy off of something that uh, Satch had mentioned. She mentioned that uh, Dreshawn was shot in the back. We have not officially uh, seen the autopsy uh, to know how many times he was shot or where exactly he was shot. Um, it does appear that on the video he was running away from police. So the general uh, assumption right now is that he was shot in the back. But to be clear, we have not got the official autopsy uh, to say where he was shot, how many times he was shot. We also don't have the official results of the ballistics test that is being done right now on the both the officer's gun and the uh, gun that Chief Randall Taylor says was recovered from the scene. He says it's the same gun with a bright gold um uh, the top of it is bright gold, which you see in a number of his social media videos and pictures. Uh, we also have learned that on Friday, the Marion County Prosecutor's Office has uh, requested a um, an spe- independent investigation, an, yes, a special yeah. prosecutor mm-hmm. um, to uh, go through this and and take this case forward. Because, as we know, there is a close relationship between IMPD and the prosecutor's office, as well as. The chief of police, Randall Taylor, and Deputy Chief Kendall Adams are actually witnesses in yeah. this as well. So we have a lot going on um, in this situation. And as Satch mentioned, um, with the Aaron Bailey shooting, we also had an independent investigation as well. Um, IMPD came out and made um, availability for the FBI to investigate also, so this will be um, for those of you that are that are looking for answers and and looking to be um, made clear on all of the details. It will take some time because there are so many different layers of investigation that have to take place um, in order for us to get a very clear picture of what went on. Let's keep the calls going. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on I think this one is line one. Let's see Hello. who's on the line. Hi, what's your name? Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, yep, yes, you're, you're live air. on the air. Hi, yes, I was calling. My name is Don. I just wanted to know. Don, turn um, your radio down the in the girl, background for me. I knew the girl whose um, uh, brother that was uh, Rayshon, uh, mm-hmm. and he, um, he, I watched that live video. First of all, it's a girl that seen the whole thing. She seen the mm-hmm. whole thing. He only had a T-shirt in one hand mm-hmm. and his cell phone in the other. If that gun was fired, which if you listen to the video, the gun sounds never changed. So he must have been, the officer must have been firing a nine millimeter too. Why didn't they canvas the area and find the gun? Why didn't they look at his hand and see if gun smoke was off of there? Because it was an ordered hit from a higher up. They were upset about that officer getting killed. You can give video footage to IPMD Northwest District. I gave them footage of my car getting set on fire. They did absolutely nothing. They said that the video was fuzzy and I seen the video and I showed it to them there. But when I gave it to him it disappeared so it's crooked over there believe in me that's why i moved from out of that district all right all right thank i you appreciate your, your thought uh and and also on what she was saying about uh you know why weren't certain tests being done all of that is being done we have not heard that any of that has not um occurred uh but you can rest assured that if it is uh there will be uh, folks who have a lot to say about it but none of Absolutely. that has there's no evidence yet 
that anything is being covered up. In fact, all of what has been said in public appears to show an abundance of transparency trying to be done uh, by Chief Taylor. As we said, he's a witness uh, and through the prosecutor's office who um, wants someone else to take this over. So there's enough rumor out there as it is. And so if someone says something that is uh, demonstrably false and we can demonstrate that that's not been proven, yeah. we will try to clear that up because so many people are listening for information Absolutely. as well as to uh, get their thoughts on this. So uh, we've got the phone lines are still hot. Let me press line two. See who this is. Caller, you're live on the air. Hi. Hi. That's you. What's your name? What's your thought? Um, my name is Janet. My thought is three things. One, um, if a person is running, you have the ability to shoot them below the waist. You're trained to do that. You do not have to shoot to kill. Number two, um, in Michigan, when they were protesting with guns and everything, um, there was no police presence seen. And my question is, these persons are dressed for war, um, the ones in Michigan? For what? The war against whom? Their government? Um, the protests that took place in the city were uh, peaceful. There were no armed persons there. So what was, the ne- what was the need for the police presence armed in that manner? They were not there to protect and serve or to police um, the persons that were protesting and grant them their constitutional rights, which makes my third point. Every American is not granted the same rights to protest that our Constitution grants us as written. That's all that I have to say. Thank you all right. so much Thank for you your so call. Much. Ebony, yeah. I know you got something to say. I just mm-hmm. want to point out um, we were both there for the protests on um, Thursday, and as yep. we said, they were peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, it was overall peaceful. That was the most intense night as the emotion was raw and fresh. Yeah. And the police were on one side of the line. They never mm-hmm. flinched um, and came on the other side. There was never any back and forth with the police on Wednesday night. Thursday, things changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but on uh, Saturday, it sounds like there was a different crowd simply there. Yeah, I think um, there may have been a different crowd there. Again, I was not there on Saturday, so everything that I saw was video and information coming from those that were there. Um, But it seemed to be a lot more engagement at that point on Saturday. Um, And then on the the protest on Thursday, when I first arrived at the um, city county building, there were not a lot of police. They kind of gathered as the protest was going on. So we had police on motorcycles and on horses um, at that point from what I could see. Um, One thing that I did want to note, we've had a number of callers call in and and mention the ability of police to shoot someone elsewhere um, besides in the back. This is under the assumption that um, Drayshawn was shot in the back. We still don't have those um, details out yet. One thing that I want to know, I took a a course with IMPD a few years ago um, when I was working at the Indianapolis Recorder, and they walked us through um, what the type of training is that they go through. And we also went through a simulation where you are the officer and you're dealing with someone getting out of a car or um, approaching you um, and you're not expecting them. And then you have to decide within a few seconds if you're going to shoot or not. And the simulation keeps switching and switching and switching. Um, One thing I can tell you is that the ability to shoot elsewhere, that is believing that these all of these officers are trained marksmen. 
a lot of them are not. Mm-hmm. The training that they go through for guns, one thing that was very shocking to me was when they told me a lot of these officers do not have experience with guns until they go through the academy. Mm-hmm. So you have that um not expert marksmanship on top of running at the same time with a gun. You know, I'm sure if they wanted to choose, it's like, do I want to choose to murder this person or shoot them somewhere that would just disable them? My assumption is that they would choose to just disable. Um, But I just want people to keep that in mind is that we're not dealing with people that are expert marksmen and they can pick where on the body they're going to shoot if they decide to deploy their weapon, which is why within a use of force policy, pulling your weapon is not the first step. There are several steps leading up to that. And that type of force, deadly force, is the absolute last thing that you want to do so time will tell as this um as this investigation moves forward whether or not the officer acted within his rights by pulling the trigger at the time that he did so that's something that we'll have to stay tuned for and find out and again so far police have told have told us that uh there was a gun recovered at the scene and at least a shot was fired Uh, again the details on how many shots and uh, who did what? All of that is is still pending. Uh, for the remainder of the show, let's keep the calls going at 239-9696, 239-9696. Caller on line two. You're live on the air. What's your name? What's your thought? Hello. Hi, uh, yes. My name is Erica. Um, I, I really, really wanted to believe. Okay, so my stance on it, um, when I initially when I saw the video, I thought, how could they shoot him down like that, like a dog? You wouldn't even shoot a dog down like that. The next day, I actually sat with my friend, and she said, did you see that video the other day? I said, yes, it made me sick. She said, he had a gun. I said, no, he didn't. She showed me several videos. I even went and looked, and in his own video, I slowed it down. You can see the gun in his waistband. You can see him reach for the gun. You see the gun is out of his waistband you see it in his hand and in that same instant you hear the officer yell down down which i assume he's speaking to his fellow police officers with him um and in another video before he even gets out of the car he says um i'm getting out i'm shooting no cap which means i'm shooting i'm not lying these these are things that he has said there's also a, a picture in your inbox he wasn't shot in his back. There's a picture in your inbox that he wasn't shot in his back. Um, somebody had posted a picture of him um, on the ground at the crime scene. Yep, I've seen I've seen some of that um, video, and I've been sent some of the pictures uh, from the witness who was was out there. So, um, like I said earlier, there was still a lot. Um, that There's will, a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of questions, yeah. a lot yeah. that'll be corrected mm-hmm. when everything is laid out. But it's it's just crazy how yeah. quickly, you know, bits and pieces of a story, just like yeah. I said, for for a while, we all thought it was one officer who yeah. shot, made the comments about closed casket, buddy. Yeah. And then. So initially, like as soon after there, it's not um, it's on a video as well. As soon as the shooting was over, you can hear that mm-hmm. officer run up and say, oh, my God, mm-hmm. F, F, mm-hmm. dropping the F-bomb. Like, he he sounded like he didn't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, there's bullet, there's shell casings flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I, 
I don't know. It's, it's so much. It, there's it's so, so much. So a lot much. of questions. But we thank you yeah. for your call. We appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah. There will be, and that is the thing about when these videos circulate on social media. When you don't have every a full exact picture, um, I do understand that uh, IMPD is preserving these different things that have been found on social media. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of citizens are as well, which I entirely encourage um keep as much of this as you feel like you need to um so that we can hold whoever accountable that needs to be held accountable by having the information yeah all right let's keep it rolling uh 239-9696-239-9696 caller on line three you're live on the air yes sir good morning good morning what's your what's your name what's your thought this is a georgia boy how you doing you know i'm doing pretty good down in here uh, let me tell y'all something. These people never change. They evil, they wicked, and they sly, they slick. It, that young man was a good young man. I have watched that video over and over again. The young brother was crying out for help. Let me tell you something. 74 years ago, hello? You're still there. Go ahead. Uh, 74 years ago, I was only a month old. In a place Monroe, Georgia, they lynched two black men and two black women, and one black woman was pregnant, and they cut the baby out of her stomach. And we usually go over there uh, uh, next month in June. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, these people never change. They'll grin in your face and stab you in your back, and then they holler, oh, God. Yeah, right. But anyway, that's about all I can say. But we headed down to Brunswick, Georgia, uh, this coming Saturday. And I, my car will be in that number. You know, everywhere, every time I go out of my house, I have to pack. Because I was on a back road, and I travel a lot of these back roads down here in Georgia. And since I moved back home from Indianapolis, i only been called the N-word once by two rednecks going down the road and hollered out truck, Hey! And, you know, I'm saying to myself, oh, no, don't do that. Don't come back because you got the element of surprise waiting on. Y'all have a nice Mother's Day weekend. All right. You as well. Uh, Ebony, we've got time for one more caller. And we're going to take this caller who is on line one. Caller, you're live on the air. Hello. Hi, you're live on the air. What's your name? Oh, perfect, man. My I won't give my name, man. I'm, I'm a law enforcement officer who mm-hmm. hasn't been Af- African African American, and I work in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, I would hate to get my name and get in nope, trouble and all nope, that kind of I stuff. But I don't want you to. I, go ahead. This is what I can say. I mean, I, I just called in. I was hopping in my truck to go grab some breakfast for the family. Um, we as a people, be it um, in every situation, we have to get education. Um, as far as from the shooting. Um, as far as the threat management policy for, for different agencies, as far as the ability to shoot a, 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 a disarming or, or a staggering shot, there's just so much information out there that we as a people do not know, and therefore we're going to continue to be on the the wrong side of these things. Like when you shoot your weapon as a law enforcement officer in every academy, when you shoot your weapon, you only shoot for deadly force. There is no knock them down shot. There just isn't. And then I heard a caller speak about, well, why did you come to the protest? And, you know, why the, the cops were there? It's called like threat, threat management assessments. 
So, meaning like a person, be the police, will be looking at social media, um, looking at Instagram, and if the people who are planning to come have spoken of what they're going to do or what they may be planning to do, well, then that escalates the posture of law enforcement. We do so much in social media. We do so much broadcasting. We do so much as a people, you know, on, on Front Street that you give law enforcement the opportunity to make an assessment of what you may or may not plan on doing. And that could be why you had a law enforcement presence, presence that was more aggressive or more, more populated than, than what we may have wanted. But in the end, we have to do our best. We have to do our absolute best to get some training. Like I heard your colleague speak about, she went to a, a simulation like seeing shoot, no shoot. Mm-hmm. But there's so yeah. much about like, there's so much about how and when and, and just how law enforcement operates. It's in writing. It's, it's in plain, clear English. And Well, if, if a person gets tased, you can't shoot them. What are you talking about? Or if a person is running, they're uh, running for, to, to get to safety so they're not a threat. Well, in every, be it federal, local, state, every pop department has a policy, and there are policies that speak to a fleeing suspect. If a person is, if a person is fleeing, it could be articulated by a law enforcement officer that I believe this person was fleeing to a, a position of cover to, if he has a gun, he's fleeing to cover to go get to a place to fire rounds at me. Like, and there's just so many things that once you look at the policies, look at the laws on paper, and that's why you, you hear in every police incident the same words being used. Start resisting, start resisting, or like, like the same postures, because it is clearly in the policy of the laws that we're being governed by. And unfortunately, because we don't know them, we sit on our Twitter page, we sit on our radio stations, we sit in our homes, and, and we influence our children and our peers, and we tell them things that just aren't policy, just aren't law. And unfortunately, our young men, especially our young men are going out here and finding themselves on the wrong side because nobody, hey, look, man, if you jump out and you get pulled over, I'm not showing my hands, F that I ain't done nothing, here's my cell phone. You know, like When you escalate a situation, these people who don't know you have to respond. Like It's, yeah. it's their job. Yeah. All right, sir. <laughs> Thank um, you so much for I, I wish you would have called in earlier. Uh, there's yeah. so much more that I would love to ask you about uh, right now, but uh, nevertheless... Um, it is an interesting time in this world. It's a difficult time to be a black man. And it's always, I know, um, a difficult time to be a black police officer. Yes, indeed. I think it's a difficult time to be black in general. Um, we always have so many things we have to overcome and, and traverse through. But you know what? Great show, Cameron. Great show, Ebony. Yeah. We'll do it again next time, uh, next Saturday, live at 8 and continue this conversation. Uh, what did I say, Saturday? You did. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not a two-day-a-week show yet. Not uh, yet. Next Sunday, <laughs> live at 8 for Ebony Chappelle. I'm Cameron Riddle for all of us at Radio 1. Have a great day. Be safe and be sanitized. Peace.